Rodgers hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Sweets it in front. He's Take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hello and welcome back to the Agents of Field podcast. I am your host, Ryan Lessman. We have a show here for you a day early in preparation of this NFL season. I'm joined today by two returning guests and a new guest of the show. Joining us for his 16th episode, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how you doing? I'm great, Ryan. I got to sit my happy butt in a movie theater chair to watch a re-release of Spider-Man on Saturday. And then I just watched college football from start to finish. And it was a great day. I love college football. You all need to watch it. Football being back. Spider-Man being back. It's uh it's a good time to be a fan of a lot of different things. Eric, you are back for your seventh all-time appearance. How you doing? It's been a couple weeks since you've been on. How you feeling? Yeah, the summer of Eric has sadly ended, but that doesn't mean the fall of Eric can uh start up and uh bring us into a great football season, hopefully. Absolutely. Football is right around the corner. Seems everyone on this panel is excited for football. As we said, this is our football episode, so I certainly hope so. And introducing our newest guest to the Agents of Field podcast, my good buddy, Tommy. Tommy, how you doing? What's going on? Doing pretty pretty well, right, guy? Awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, so since this is your first time, you're being put on the spot. I'd like you to tell the listeners about your sports fandoms, what uh, players and teams you are a fan of. Sure thing. I did think this was a Batman podcast, so I'm a little thrown off right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm a fan of the New York Giants, New York Islanders, uh, San Francisco Giants, and any kind of professional wrestling you got. That's about it. That is the only team we, or the only thing we agree on is professional wrestling. Um, we finally got you there. We had a fun weekend watching this. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll probably talk about that for a little bit towards the end of the show. Sure thing. A lot of fallout. Awesome. So we're excited to have you and, uh, we are going to get right into our news so we can get to the NFL season preview. Uh, starting off with some signings in the NHL. These are some minor signings we're not really going to talk about in detail. Ryan Murray, he was with the Avalanche last year, signed a one-year $750,000 deal with the Oilers. Sam Gagne, he's been with the Red Wings, kind of a journeyman, signed a one-year deal with the Winnipeg Jets. Two bigger signings that we're going to maybe talk about for a few minutes. Uh, Jake Ottinger, the goalie from the Dallas Stars, had a breakout year last year, signed a three-year $4 million deal to stay with the stars and uh, three JT year, Miller, four million AAV, right? Not four million. Four million total. AAV. Okay, okay. No, four, four million AAV. Still underpaid, um, but I thought okay. Yeah, Whew. yeah. We'll we'll talk about him in just a moment here, and then the Canucks uh, have signed JT Miller. He was long rumored to be getting traded 
kind of want maybe wanted out of Vancouver or at least wanted to make sure he got paid properly. Signed to a seven times seven deal. Um, he's uh, he earned that extension when he was with the Rangers. Not did would never have gotten that money. Vancouver. He's been a stud. Uh, so, Brian, I know when the Ottinger deal came out, you were shocked. You texted me about it, saying that that seemed a little light. Um, what do you think? Yeah, like Ottinger at, at four million a year for the next three years, if he can replicate what he did against the Flames in the first round of the playoffs, that dude is a top five goaltender. Maybe he's not going to be able to replicate that. Like obviously in the playoffs every year, like some goalie catches catches fire and just kind of goes. He wasn't able to get his team out of the first round, but like he's he's good. Like I'm not a massive hockey fan, but watching that guy play was fun. So I feel like they got him for cheap, and he's what only 26, 25, 26 years I think, old. I think younger than that. I think he's 24, 25, maybe. Yeah. So they, they got him for cheap. They got him for a couple of years. Dallas has had some issues with goaltending the last couple of years. I mean, between Ben Bishop injuries, Anton Kidobin injuries, and inconsistent play. They uh they finally seem to have their number one, and it's uh it's good for them. Tommy or Eric, anything to add on Jake Ottinger? Yeah, sure. I think I saw him at BU potentially. If not, I definitely saw him watch TV, and I always knew he was something special. So it's good to see him finally get paid and finally seem like he found his footing in the NHL. Took him a while to get there, or at least a little bit. But uh, no, nah, I think he's the real deal, and he's still only 23 years old. I actually just looked it up just to make sure he's still 23, so he's not even in his prime yet. Yeah, he's got a, a long career ahead of him, and uh, I think he'll be good with Dallas for a long time. Hopefully, after this contract, he'll he'll get paid. But that's the issue with goalies. We talked about this a couple weeks ago in our worst contract. Is goalies paying them long term is dangerous unless you know you have an absolute stud like a Vasilevsky or Shosturkin or someone like that. Well, how old Shosturkin and what's his like? How long is he under contract? So he finished his entry-level deal, I think, this year or is the first year of a four-year 4.5 or $5 million deal. I mean, just think so, about just think about that. Like, Washington is paying Darcy Kemper like 5, 5.5 AAV for the next three or four years, and Ottinger got $4 million. Like, they got less than Darcy Kemper, who, granted, he won a Stanley Cup, but did he win it? I, yeah, I like was, I love the guy, but I mean that he was didn't a win. team effort more than him, and he didn't play a lot of those games. Well, so. Francois got him there, so like he earned it. Like, don't get me wrong, but I would much rather have Ottinger than him, and they're getting Ottinger for cheaper. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this contract plays out. I think it'll be very very good one for Dallas, considering they have a big cap crunch. They still haven't even signed Jason Robertson yet, who's been their absolute stud. He's still an RFA. So it's a good deal for them, pretty cheap. And then on the JT Miller front, I mean, this is a player that was rumored to go to probably half the teams in the league, including the Rangers, the Islanders, the Hurricanes, back to the Lightning, everyone else. Uh, Tommy's smirking over there because he know that Lou Lamorella probably nixed the deal on the draft room floor for the 13th overall pick. And uh, He's JT go. Miller would. Yeah, Tommy is a not a Lou Lamorello fan. That's correct. Not anymore. He had me in the beginning. He's he's got to go now. He overstayed. He forgot how to sign yeah. players. He's old. That that's what happens when you get old. You forget how to do things. So also in this world, like players want their signing announced before October. 
Like, right. I just assumed the Kadri thing was done, but Kadri is willing to do things differently. But, like, it's weird, man. Like, people just, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that, that may have worked in the 2000s with the Devils, but it's not going to fly in 2022, you know, in the in the media era. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good one that Vancouver locked up. The only concern with this is that it is a full no trade for the first four years of the deal and then a limited no trade the back half of the deal. They signed him until he's 37. That is a long extension to give to somebody into their late 30s. Granted, you know, he's a very good player, but I don't know. I think the back half of that might bite Vancouver in the butt, but you know, he's good now. So it's a win now league. Moving on to the world of uh, basketball, big trade happened again. As soon as we got off the show last week, I think it was maybe the next morning. Donovan Mitchell, long rumored to be potentially going to the New York Knicks. Knicks signed RJ Barrett to that extension. Jazz found another partner, traded him to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got in return Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, uh, Okai Agbaji, three first-round picks unprotected in 2025, 2027, 2029, and two pick swaps in 26 and 28. Brian, we'll start with you again, being our, you know, our resident Jazz fan. They get enough? Did they fleece them? What do you think? I'm, yeah, they, they fleeced them. Uh, you tell me, Ryan. What's the value of a 2027 Cleveland Cavalier NBA draft pick? Because I'm saying it's very high. Because oh, I he's not that. staying. Like he's not going to re-sign in Cleveland. Let me do my best Brian Windhorst impersonation. Putting my two fingers in the air. Donovan Mitchell tweeted that out the next morning, claiming he wanted to go to Cleveland all along. I don't buy it. Um, this is very much the Danny Ainge model, where you just get rid of all your good players and get a bunch of mediocre players that will play for cheap and you get as many draft picks as possible, which is not a bad strategy in Utah. It's a better strategy in Utah than it is in Boston, because at least in Boston, you have a chance to get free agents in Utah. You absolutely do not. You need to win while Donovan Mitchell is on his rookie deal, stuff like that. So um, it was coming. The jazz are in full rebuild mode. So that's fine. I'm, it is what it is. I love that guy. I would have liked to see him go to New York just so we could watch him more. But the Cavs might be good for the next couple of years, but he's not going to resign there. Yeah, I don't think there's a single chance. Tommy, what are your thoughts on Donovan Mitchell trade? Um, if any, you know, did the, did they get really significantly better or did they lose too many piece, pieces that are not going to make them a contender for long? Uh, I mean, I think, I think the Knicks just kind of blew it. That was a good chance for the Knicks to, to really, you know, make a name for themselves finally this decade. Um, they're just kind of mediocre constantly. So this would have helped put them over the top, I think. I mean, I don't know enough about basketball. But um, for the return, I mean, if you get a guy like Donovan Mitchell, I'm fine dealing those guys away. I think he's a star that will help you get to that next level. So, Okay. Fair enough. And Eric, you share those same sentiments or um, are you more favorable towards the Utah side? 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll start with the Knicks uh, because the Mitchell thing, remember when they had that double overtime game against Boston to start of the season last year and the bing-bong thing happened and it was all excited? That could have been times two for them with Donovan Mitchell. They could have been on a whole different planet. That place would have been jumping night in and night out, but they completely blew that one. Uh, I actually came on the podcast originally when we were talking about the first time, and I was like, the more this goes on, the more and more it's not going to go in the Knicks' way, and they're not going to get them. And I really do feel like they really blew that. Cleveland, I like the trade. It works well for them. They get Garland, Mitchell, Allen, and Mobley. That's a really nice core for the future, for even for the next four to five years. Does it lead to a championship? Probably not, but it will at least be really solid. Uh, and I do think they got enough from the Jazz. I really felt like when I saw that deal, it was a good deal. The three firsts, the two pick swaps. It kind of, you know, the rumors were, were six first-round picks. Agabaji, I probably butchered that name. It's really four first-round picks plus two former first-round picks in Sexton and Marketing. So it kind of got there. And plus the swap. So I think it was a good a deal for both sides. Ainge loves to blow it up. And just you're either terrible or you're really good. That's what Danny Ainge plays. So. I think I read that Danny Ainge now has 13 unprotected first-round picks Yeah, for the next decade. That's pretty incredible work. And he's still probably going to end up getting more because he has quite a, uh, quite a few players left on that roster that could very well be dealt for draft picks, first rounds Tom, probably. Yep. Mike, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Hassan Whiteside, Markinen even. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan, yeah. I don't know. Brian said that he feels like Jordan Clarkson is a lifetime jazz, but he just he just feels like it. I was it's gonna, a good spot. I was also I gonna make like, a Danny Ainge joke, but the time has passed, I'm not gonna say it anymore. I feel like it's like JT, just like you're in a good spot, like don't leave there. Like they're you know, you don't wanna move on from a really good spot when you got something going, mostly when you've had a shaky kind of pass. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, I just think that the Jazz are going to end up being, you know, by the 2028-29, somewhere around their season, Jazz are going to be back near the top of the NBA. They're I'm confident a, in that. They're a well-run organization. Ryan Smith is a good owner. Dwayne Wade gives them the, the celebrity that they that they need um, in Utah desperately to get anybody to pay attention to that franchise outside of the state of Utah. So, I mean, they're, they're trying, but it's going to be a couple of years. Yep, well, uh, gone are the days of Stockton and Malone. Hopefully, we'll still be doing this podcast by the time the Jazz get good again in five, six years, and uh, we'll be able to talk about it. I'm confident we will be. So, moving on to the world of tennis. The first time we've talked about tennis on this podcast, but it's for a good reason. The GOAT, Serena Williams, retires from the game of tennis. She retired from her singles career with a 84.8 win percentage and 85% win percentage in doubles matches, 73 titles uh, playing in singles matches and 23 uh, titles winning, uh, excuse me, 23 titles playing in doubles matches. She's won so many different major tournaments, you know, an icon, a legend. Um, she retired, so she steps away on her own terms. And congrats up to her on a phenomenal career. Um, happy that she got to do this, you know, on her own, and it wasn't forced due to an injury or something like that. So, anyone have any thoughts on Serena? 
23 majors. Um, it's crazy that there's three guys in the men's game that are pushing that same number all at the same time. We're living in the glory days of tennis. And I wish people cared more because the game of tennis is really fun. Um, Nick Kyrgios will be very polarizing, but if he makes a run to a U.S. Open final, I think it'd be a really fun final. Uh, but congratulations to Serena Williams. I'm sure she cares really a lot that I said congratulations. So <laughs> congratulations to her. The GOAT, like you said. Yeah, really just the greatest of all time. Eric or Tommy, anything. Eric, I feel like you're a guy that, that you know, sit down and watch tennis for seven hours. Uh, yeah, from time to time. Um, but I, I got to say, man, for her career to be so great and the longevity, I feel like we're getting longer tennis careers too because we're finally figuring out the medicine just like every other sport. So for her to not only just be a killer from day one, but to even be so great up until the end here, uh, it's just a tip of cap to her. Like, she was fantastic her whole career. And she will greatly be missed in the games of women, women's tennis right now. She won her first Absolutely. major before Tiger Woods ever played a professional golf tournament. That's how long she's been around. That's so nuts. That's so incredibly nuts. Tim Duncan Tommy, was anything? the rookie of the year in the NBA when she won her first Grand Slam. Let's do that tennis. <laughs> Beautiful. So we're going to move on to something that happened a couple weeks ago, but is starting today, I believe, was the first set of games. The UEFA Champions League, the greatest tournament in club soccer. Not all of soccer. That is the World Cup. But the groups were announced. First games were, to, uh, were played today. Second round will be played tomorrow. We have our groups. We're going to go through the groups really quickly, try to predict some people that will come out of groups, and uh, try to predict the winner. So group A we have Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers from Scotland. Group B, FC Porto, uh, Atletico Madrid, Bayern Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. Group C, Bayern Munich, FC Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Victoria Plazen from the Czech Republic. That group is the group of death with those three top teams, or one of them at least. This, which seems like the easiest group because my team is clearly going to be winning this group. Uh, Frankfurt, Tottenham Hotspur, Club uh, Sporting Portugal, and Marseille in this group. Group E, Milan, Chelsea, FC Salzburg, and Dynamo in Croatia. Group G, Manchester City, uh, Manchester City Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Copenhagen. Group F, Real Madrid, Red Bull Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk and Celtic, and the final group, which also is a really tough group, Group H, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Hafai from Israel. Or is that right? Yeah, Israel. Were you so, practicing these names? That's pretty pretty well done. Nah, I just, I have a you flair for the dramatic when it comes to, I watch the draw, so I uh, I know how the, uh, the big guy says the names. So... When it comes to soccer names, I got a little flair for the dramatic. But uh, let's, let's start with Eric. Eric, do you have any predicted? Let's say, let's say the winner of each group, or let's say, let me take that back. Give me a final four. A final four for the whole tournament. Yep. That's what you want. Uh, 
I don't even know if it's possible. Well, we're gonna go with City. I feel like they they do, and that that will be my overall pick for this. Um, Real Madrid just seems like they always somehow sneak in there. I think they're still a good club. Uh, PSG's giving me good vibes early on. I, I feel like they they should do something here, and then I'll just take Munich. I don't even know once again if it's possible. We'll see what happens. Obviously, so you said Munich, Munich City, uh, City, PSG. Real Madrid, yeah, and Real Madrid. I don't think Real. I don't think Real Madrid made the tournament this year. They did. They did. They did. Yeah. Okay. Brian. Manchester they won. The, they won the Champions League last year. They have to make. I the forgot. Tournament. Manchester yeah, United sorry. didn't make it, <laughs> and they have Ronaldo now. That's why he might be getting confused. So no, I just I forgot. So that's that is possible. <laughs> They're all in four different groups. I mean, yeah. Not, I don't. I don't remember exactly how. It will just depend on the one and two. Works. Yeah, yeah, it will just depend on where they finish in the. In the uh, in the group, but uh, that that would be my four. If I had to pick the four, that would be my four. I found them there in Group F. My bad. Yep, Brian, give us your final four from this: uh, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, and no, not PSG. Um, Chelsea always seems to make a run here. Uh, I'm gonna go with City, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, and Real Madrid. A good choice. I like me. I, I like that one. And winning it, Liverpool's going to do it again. All right, I'm going to be taking Liverpool. I think um, Real Madrid has another run in them. PSG and Tottenham has by far the easiest group. They'll definitely win their group, and they could have a favorable matchup if there's some surprises in the group stage. I think that I, I don't want to say I, I don't know if I'm ambitious enough to say final four, but I think they'll make it to the eight. Yeah, but aren't you since they're group D, they gotta play group C in the next round, right? So you have to play one of the group of death of Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or Inter, whoever finishes second in that group. Isn't that how this works? Yeah, I'm not worried particularly about Barcelona or Inter. Alright, that's fair. M- Munich I'd be a bit concerned with. Not particularly worried about either of those other two. Yeah, but if they finish second, mm. then that means something's not right there. Lewandowski's really good, man. Like I know, really freaking good. Lewandowski and Kane cancel each other out, and I more confident. No, the no, they do not cancel each other out at all. Lewandowski mm. is so much better than than Kane. I don't know. Kane well, is Kane uh, and Son versus Lewandowski. Son's better than even Kane. Now. I even not this out. season. This season, Kane's playing a lot better. Um, Tommy, Chelsea fan, right? That's who you're a fan of? I like the Liverpool Liverpools. The Liverpool. Liverpool. (laughs) I I figured by association you're a Chelsea fan. I forgot that you're a a Liverpool fan. Yeah, because aren't – I think they're rivals. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy, are you excited for the World Cup? I noticed you didn't ask me for a Final Four. I feel like I have a pretty good soccer knowledge here. Do you? I think I'm gonna keep it to myself now. I'll throw some bets on it. Beautiful. If you would NYCFC like to all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy, this is why we love you. <laughs> do you actually have a final four? Do you want to try to give one? I could not. Uh, I couldn't name four of those teams that you said. <laughs> Liverpool, NYCFC. There's Gotham, and the U.S. Women's Team. Gotham is terrible, Ryan. They were on your yeah. bandwagon beating of the year. They are awful. They just—they're having a bad year. I know. 
They're 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 very poor. Poor form. Uh, can we talk about PSG for a minute? Why do you think it's going to work? Because it has never ever worked since Messi got there. I just think that it's Mbappe's show now, and Mbappe is going to just take over the world. Yeah, but he cares more. I, I don't know. He seems to always the, play better I, for yeah, the French the, national team than he does for PSG. Sure, I'm sure he does. But the I, I read a, something today that the the leader, I don't know if it's the prime minister or the president or whatever it is of France, literally begged him not to go to Real Madrid, and he agreed to stay. Yeah, well, so there's probably some I think shady that, stuff going on there. It feels like Holland yeah. might be able to just carry Manchester City to everything this year. That's also very possible. He's played Holland, like eight games and he has 12 goals or something stupid. Holland's an unbelievable player. And they, he's, not even, the most, he's <laughs> not even the most expensive player that was bought in the Premier League this season. So <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but I'm pretty sure it was United. And he, whoever they bought was not nearly as good as Holland. So that's what happens when your dad's an alumni of the club. You get the Anthony, future. Manchester United bought Anthony. Right, for $70 million. I think it yeah, was in Holland was like number. 60. Yeah. So, well, Champions League football starts this week. Regular football starts this week. It's a good time to be a fan of whatever type of football you enjoy. So that closes out our news segment. Tottenham spent over. 50 million pounds on Rich Arlison. Yeah, and he's been incredible for the first six games of the I season. I didn't know he was that expensive. He's been really, really good for us. I am reading that Holland is the most expensive transfer, so I'm going to keep looking Uh, at it while you go. I could have sworn he wasn't, but I mean, Anthony just signed. Oh no, you're right, Anthony. Anthony from AX or from AX to United, your IX to Manchester United. You're correct. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Holland was a scrub, but no. It was also his contract was expiring. He that was the release cause. I think he only had one year on the deal, so it was a little bit less. But yeah, go ahead. So moving on to Ryan's Regal review here real quick. Uh, I feel like I missed a week at some point in the last couple, so I made up for the, this week with two. Thank you, Eric, for being the show manager, apparently. You're welcome. Um, so I watched two movies this week. I'm going to start with the less exciting one. I watched the movie Slapshot from the late 70s for the first time. How had you never seen Slapshot? It's a hockey movie. I know. My dad's been begging me to watch this movie for years. He goes, you can't watch it till you're 18, but as soon as you turn 18, you can watch it. Um, and, oh, God, it was... It, that movie does not hold up the way I guess it did when it was first released. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Probably will not rewatch it. Um, end of story. <laughs> Second one that I watched is a classic... It is something, again, another one I should have seen, a sports movie. But now I have. I loved it. Remember the Titans. It was a, oh, my God, it was so good. It was just, I don't even know how to express the way I felt about it because it was just like, how have I never seen this before? And why am I going to watch it again after the show? Because it's awesome. Backside just, George reverse and all, even though it really makes no sense whatsoever. But yeah, the rest of the movie, it rules. It's just a, a movie with a great message, a very well acted movie, a very well um, directed movie. Just phenomenal. Great sports movie. Loved it. I assume all of you have seen it. I know the answer is yes. 
Yeah, Remember the Titans is so good that I would sit down and watch it on cable. And it's on cable, it's a three-hour movie. And I would still sit down and watch it. That's how good of a movie it is. What was your favorite part, Ryan? I have one part that was my favorite. Um, give me a second. I'm trying to recall because I watched it earlier today. So, you know, I don't remember things from earlier today, but I remember things from three years ago. The locker room scene is incredible. But when Julius walks into Gary's house and pick up, picks up Gary's mom when he gives her a hug, I love that part so much. Mm-hmm. Cracks me up. Oh, um, I, I think I like... Uh, Brian's going to say when they played football. <laughs> no, I just like that the the way they all, you know, developed a, a bond with Coach. Like the so the they, whole movie they all, yeah. But like, I'm trying. To, I can't think of the specific example. You put me on the spot. But like, are you sure you watched it? Yes. When they <laughs> when they okay when they're singing uh, Temptations. Oh, not Temptations. Uh, Ain't no valley high. Ain't no valley low. Whatever. On the bus the first time, and. Julius goes, shut up. We don't want to hear you sing. And then he, and then the other guy's like, yeah, we don't want to hear you sing. And he's like, shut up. We don't want to hear you either. So you could shut up too. Yeah. So that was funny. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought that, um, he, uh, he was a great Boone was a great coach. He was a mastermind of the game of football and uh, it's a fitting movie to watch for tonight's episode. I apologize for that lackluster review. I really enjoyed the movie 9.9 out of 10, if not a 10 out of 10. Phenomenal. Will rewatch. Here we go. Infinity Gauntlet trivia question. Brian, hit us. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. The Cleveland Browns re-entered the NFL in 1999. They have won one week one game since then. They beat the Ravens 20 to three in 2004. My question to you is who was the quarterback of that Cleveland Browns team? Jeez. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tim Couch. Tommy, you gotta guess. Uh, I don't know. I guess Jeff Garcia he might have still been with the Niners, though. Um, Zach Wilson, because I don't know anybody who played quarterback in any time before 2010. No, everybody's mothers was safe. But first time's the charm. Tommy got it with Jeff Garcia. Wow. Nice. Congratulations. One week one win in 24 years. That's pretty bad. That's insane. And they have Jacoby Brissett under center this week. Yeah, against the Panthers. I hope Baker scores 90 points on them. (laughs) I'd like to see Oklahoma Baker come back where he's just prancing all over the field, all over Cleveland. Grabbing himself and spinning his arm around. Yeah, just for one week. Just, just, Just for one week, let's go all out, Baker. Let's see it. Did, did you say all out? Yeah. Tommy. All out. Ooh. Um, I heard all out. <laughs> so, congratulations, Tommy. First time, first win. Next time you come on, you have to defend your title. It'll be a grand old time. 
Sounds good. I noticed you didn't give me a Marvel question because you didn't want me to embarrass you. But uh, I get it, Ryan. Big DC guy. Hey, Tommy, what's the population of Westview, New Jersey? Uh, see, I can't type on Google that fast. Uh, <laughs> give me a couple minutes. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Ryan is being a little bitch again. <laughs> That's I'm never going to live that down. Whatever. All right, so we're going into our NFL season preview. We're going to do it a little bit different than we have in the past. We're just going to go by division. We're not going to break – we're going to break down each team, but as a part of a division rather than sitting through and boring you by talking about who the fourth string offensive line or you know offensive lineman on the Colts is. We're going to just go team by – or division by division and go through them as a whole. So we're going to start in the AFC with the AFC East – this division consists of the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. Let's start with Tommy. What are your thoughts on this division? Do you have a division winner? Who improved most? Just some general thoughts on the division. Uh, Bills are awesome. I mean, they lost lost Brian Dable to the Giants, which we'll see if that impacts them a lot, but they still have to be the favorites here. Um I like the way the Jets are rebuilding. I think that they're drafting very well the last couple of years. Um, so I think the Dolphins and Patriots are mediocre, but I think Bills have it, and I like where the Jets are heading. So in your opinion, you know, both the Dolphins and the Patriots are middle of the pack, right? Who do you think finishes second? Who finishes third? And do you think either of them could you know, contend for a playoff spot? Um, I like Mac more than I like Tua, but Tua also doesn't have to do much with, with those receivers he has. He just has to chuck it downfield. They're both very fast. Uh, I don't know. I guess I would say, um, I like Mac. You can't count Belichick out. I'd say the Patriots are probably second, Dolphins third. And okay. never Fair count enough. Belichick out. They could be a wild card team. Who knows? I can't say I disagree. Eric, what are your thoughts on this division? You agree Bills are the favorite? I think it's kind of unanimous, huh? Uh, yeah, I would, I would think so. I, I don't see anything that slows them down this year in this division. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Dable thing. They promoted their quarterback's coach, Shea Tierney. should be fine. Uh, it should be a good fit, but maybe gets off to a slow start just being a new coordinator for the first time. I'm worried about the Patriots. The weapons aren't really there, and I feel like it's a weapons league at this point. A bunch of misdrafts, obviously, in the past, uh, killing them. I like the Dolphins, but not enough to really say that they're a playoff team. Like We're talking 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, somewhere in there. They'll be competitive, and I, I agree with Tommy. I do like the way the Jets are building. I wish they were in the NFC. I feel like they'd be a way better hope for them this year, way better. Fair enough. Brian, thoughts on this division? Uh, I love Josh Allen. Um, I think in a year's worth of tape is bad news for Mac Jones. I've got the Patriots going 6-11. and 11. Uh, I do think the Dolphins are a playoff team. I think they're going to go 10-7 and seven, um, or 11-6. and six. I think the Dolphins are a playoff team. I think 
Jalen Waddle is going to be an absolute stud for the Dolphins because everybody's going to be doubling Tyreek Hill, and I think Jalen Waddle, especially if you can get him in a PPR league, uh, I have him. Um, I think he's going to be a really good fantasy wide receiver. I'm I'm drinking whatever Dolphins Kool Aid there is to an extent. Uh, the Bills are a wagon. There is no stopping them. Their defense. Well, you got Greg Rousseau on one side, Von Miller on the other. Uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier in the back, like that team, Ed Oliver right in the middle, like that defense is going to be fun. Uh, I think the Bills win the division. I guess you want me to save all other predictions for later, so I will yeah. do that. Yep. We'll save the rest for later. I, I'm in agreement. Bills are going to win this division. I'm conflicted. Who's going to finish in two and three? Who's really going to be in a playoff spot? Um, I, I, I think Tyree kill is going to struggle without having Mahomes, So I'm not sure that he'll be able to do that, but I do think Waddle's going to take a step up this year with the dolphins Patriots. I don't know that I could name any of their receivers to be honest. So other than Hunter Henry as a tight end and the jets, I, I also agree. They've been rebuilding. They have something special. If Wilson didn't get hurt, um, early they're saying, they're saying Wilson could even start week one. I think that's uh smoke and mirrors to, but, but I, I mean, yeah, Wilson should be injury. back soon. Yeah, I just still in the injury for a guy who needs his legs. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's that's a deterrent on the Jets for this season. Doing, I mean, the Jets weren't going to do anything anyway, but it's a deterrent on that because Joe Flacco and Mike White are not the answer at quarterback. So did you see Joe, beat the Bengals last year? Don't forget. <laughs> did you see Joe Flacco <laughs> saying his kids don't think he was ever good at football because he plays for the Jets? <laughs> he had to pull up his Super Bowl highlights on YouTube to show his kids because they thought he sucked simply because he played for the Jets. That's incredible. I mean, Eric and I have great, met Joe Flacco's agent. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. That is true. Is he from that Delaware? Is. What was that? Is he from Delaware? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know anybody from Delaware except for Joe Flacco. <laughs> but, yeah. So, moving on to the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns, saying that very quietly. A um, couple teams with some big expectations and a uh, couple teams that don't really know what to expect. So we'll go in reverse. We'll start with Eric this time. Eric, AFC North predictions. Uh, yeah, for the gambling community, go look at the Browns over under. I think it's still eight and a half or seven and a half, whatever it is. It's still way too high of a number. Hammer the under, yep. I, yeah, I hear hammer the under. Clicking away. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> that's um, they're a six-wing team, maybe less. Uh, I'm really interested to see how Chubb does this year. That's going to be interesting because the team's on his back. I think the Steelers' defense is good, and Tomlin um, never had a losing season, so I still trust him. He's almost entering like the Belichick when it just comes to the regular season, where it's like you just shouldn't bet against Tomlin. Like He's just somehow going to find a way. Uh, we'll see what happens with Mitch Trubisky. But I think the real story in this division is the Ravens and the Bengals. Somebody... And every year in the NFL for the last however many years, a last-place team finishes first, and this is your best bet with finishing last last year. Uh, there's always one that goes from first to last, uh, or last to first, sorry. Uh, so I, I guess I'll take the Ravens this year, a little Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals, but still a playoff team. Probably about 10 wins for the Bengals. Fair enough. Um, 
Brian, you agree with that? Ravens win the division, or you think the Bengals are going to be the real deal this year? I'm really if if I'm saying the Dolphins are making the playoffs, and I think you're actually going to have three playoff teams from the AFC West. You only have one playoff team from this division. I can see the Bengals having a bit of a hangover. That entire run was pretty crazy last year. Um, yeah. Is this whole Lamar Jackson contract thing going to get a little bit overshadowed for a little bit? It might, and I don't think he's going to sign a deal midseason, so that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Eric kind of took it from me. I think uh, Kenny Pickett ends up starting by about week seven or eight. I think Tomlin has his first official losing season at eight and nine. I think he's going to just squeak by i don't think the steelers have a lot of a lot of talent but they have the best coach uh in the division certainly and i like john harbaugh um but man i i do think the ravens win the division as much as i love the Bengals and how fun they are i think there will be a bit of a hangover there Tomlin's got eight, eight, and one written all over him this year. <laughs> Just to not finish under five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, that. Sounds about right. I love that. As a person who calls himself a Steelers fan, that sounds about right. Yeah, I saw I saw a meme today that when Trubisky got named QB one for the Steelers, it had the Arthur meme with the fist, but it said, <laughs> but it was shrunken down very small, and it said Kenny Pickett when he finds out he's not QB one. <laughs> um, Tommy. You you think the Bengals win? You think the Ravens win? You think someone else wins this division? I love the Bengals. I think they got it. Um, I think we're going to see them really push push towards the Super Bowl again this year. Uh, if I had – well, not to get ahead of myself, but I, I really like the Bengals a lot. I think that they have the division. Um, I think they're a real threat to do what they couldn't finish last year. Fair enough. It's um, just the losing Super Bowl team, man. There's always something that goes wrong. I love Joe yeah, Burrow. I Joe love Jamar Burrow. Chase. Like, I love that team. They're super fun to watch. I just, I don't know, man. Something makes me The hesitate. stats and the past Super Bowls say no, but the talent in the team and watching them says they're absolutely going to be good. Yep. My, I think my biggest concern with the Bengals is Joe Mixon as RB1. I like him. I don't know if he's as elite as everyone's making him out to be, especially having done a bunch of fantasy football drafts. I don't think he should be rated as high in the running back game. Now he's over 25. Leonardo DiCaprio would have dropped him. <laughs> I love him in fantasy this year. I mean, if you believe in that offense, their their offensive line got even better now too. I just think that, uh, man, that it's such a good team, such good offense. Line got better. All their main guys came back. Burrow's getting just better, better and better. They clicked by the end of last year. I, I don't think they're slowing down. Fair enough. Um, but you also agree, Ravens, that, or so you agree then that Ravens will be the second, the one, two. It'll be one of them, two, followed by the Steelers, and then the Browns finish last. Is that kind of what you got as well? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I – Oh, I'm I'm conflicted. Um, I want to say Bengals because I want that team to win, but I also really like Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, my boy. Mark Andrews, type one diabetic. Shout out him. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I can't give a pick on this one. This one is too tight to call. You have to good. give a pick. You can't just say no. 
right. Since it, since it's an even race for me, I'll say the Ravens because of the Mark Andrews factor. So mo- moving on to the AFC West, got the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders, and the LA Chargers. There's a lot of good teams in this division. Um, Brian, as a Broncos fan, we'll start with you on this one. I'm not rooting for Russell Wilson until he wins 11 games. I hate that I have to root for Russell Wilson in general. I do not like that guy. I'm not interested in paying him $245 million until he's 40, but I have no choice. He signed a $245 million contract extension, and the news that comes out of it is he looked ownership in the eye and says, I'm going to take a little bit less than I need to so we have the flexibility to sign people. Mind you, he's signing for 40-something million dollars a year. He's corny. I don't like him. Uh, his truck is dope. Um, I do think the Broncos do make the playoffs as the seven seed. Um, I think the L.A. Chargers win the division. I think Justin Herbert wins MVP. Uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes comes back down to earth a little bit. But I think the Chargers are going to be really good. Chiefs in second, Broncos in third, with all three making the playoffs. And the Las did, Vegas Raiders in last. Did my guy just say he thinks the Broncos are making the playoffs? They're really good. Mm. Seems like a homer pick. That's like me picking Tottenham to go to the final four. Of the I'm not the League. only person that thinks the Broncos are going to the playoffs for the record. Maybe in this group, but I'm not the only one in the world. Russell Wilson thinks it too. <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Okay. Um, so you say the Raiders are the only team in that division that doesn't make the playoffs. Correct. Even after adding Adams. Yeah. Okay. Can't have the whole division making the playoffs, man. That would be cool, though, if you could somehow have that. You can. Uh, you can. You just have to. Yeah. I don't think a, team, a division has ever had all winning teams finish like the a, like the AL East potentially could happen. All right. Tommy, what do you think about this division? Uh, are you in agreement that three teams make the playoffs? And are they the same teams? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a fun division to follow this year. Uh, Derek Carr has to be, how they put it, he has to be the best to worst quarterback in a division, possibly in history. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Chargers, I like the Chargers a lot. I agree uh, Mahomes might be coming down a little bit this year without Tyreek Hill. Um, I really don't know how to play this one. I'd, I would lean the Chargers. They're all going to be great. I'd lean the Chargers, then the Chiefs. Um, man, Raiders and Broncos. I might. Would I be kicked out if I said I might like the Raiders better? No, it's no. fine. I get it. <laughs> you would not be kicked out. This is a podcast that anyone's allowed to say their thoughts on any team except for me. Then I get kicked off my own show. <laughs> um, they keep bringing me back, so. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a chatterbox. So. Football Football yeah. Outsiders has the Broncos at a 49.4% chance to make the playoffs, which is sixth in the AFC. That's a failing grade, and that's less than 50%. Okay, well, the Chargers are at 65.8%, and the Ravens that's- are at 60. Nobody's above 62%, so it's not really failing. But I'm just saying, I'm not the only one that thinks they're no, actually no, pretty I good. I'm just being, I'm just being a little, little bitch again. Um, Brian is being a little bitch again. 
There we go. I we just had the over under set at one and a half before we just went over. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just goaded him into winning that over under. Let's go. Uh, Eric, thoughts on this division? Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, it's given like NFC West vibes last year when we're like, oh, there's really four really good teams and three of them made it. And then Seattle obviously collapsed that Wilson and funny how Wilson's back in it again. Uh, I really don't know who's not making the playoffs in this division. Maybe one of them. I'm leaning Denver right now. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I kind of like the Chiefs, what they did. I think it was a smart business decision to let Hill go, small body, getting up there in age. And then everyone started playing this too high safety, and Mahomes really struggled with the underneath stuff, and he was always looking for the deep stuff. So I feel like just having NVS just run wind sprints down the field and just hit him every once in a while, and have Juju underneath, who did pretty decently with a half a, a lot I feel like he's got something in the tank. He's still a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, he can do some stuff underneath. I think that will actually work out pretty well for them. Yeah, so the, the, I, I like the Chargers. I do like them a lot. But Herbert gives me a little Luca vibes. It feels like we're like anointing him before he should really be anointed. Um, I think he's so They're both good. really, really good. They're both really, really good players, and they'll probably be doing something very special pretty soon. But I feel like we're almost at the before point still. I feel uh, like that, that, that it was that Bengals game last year. Like that was that was it. Or no, it, it was it the Bengals? That super high scoring. Ryan, we were in the Denver airport. What like it, it was going crazy. Who were they? Oh playing? yes, that's right. Uh, I think it was Bengals. Right. No, maybe it was the Browns. It was the Browns. It was the Browns. Oh, that game went like fifty team. something. Yeah, it was like fifty two forty eight or whatever it was. But yeah, like I feel like I think yeah. Herbert's so good, man. So good, such talent. That is a comparison to compare him to Luca. I kind of like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. Tr- I'm not That's sure I agree with show. it, but I like the comparison. I don't know, man. It just came to me actually while we were sitting here talking. I was like, yeah. So kind of feels this- familiar because they were both the favorite for the MVP this year. If I'm not gambling worlds, and then we saw what happened. So this division to me seems like one of the ones that has a lot of players that could either be boom or bust or have breakout years. Um, there's one guy in particular that I really, really like on the Chargers, um, I think could end up as wide receiver two, if not wide receiver one. And this is a bold statement. Josh Palmer. I really like that kid as wide receiver for the Chargers. I think he could I don't know if he'll get to one, but I think he could be number two by the end of the season. Um any any other people that we think are gonna break out from this division? I mean, Juju may finally have a breakout, a really breakout year playing with Mahomes. In, with Chiefs, I feel like him and Jackson Mahomes are a TikTok nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's a lot of talk it. about Pacheco with the Chiefs. Oh, the running back, yeah. maybe becoming their running back. Yeah, because who they have Edward Tillaire and who else do they have down there? Is that really Ceh? It? They got Ronald Jones, who almost didn't make the roster. Um, man, I thought he didn't Pacheco make the just roster. Looks really he... good out there. I didn't. I thought really he didn't did, make the yeah. roster. So yeah, I mean, this division is going to be really freaking good. Um, I, I think the Chargers are really good, but I don't think they will win the division. I think they're a playoff team. Absolutely. Um, I think they'll probably be one game behind the Chiefs. I think Chiefs still win this division this year, and then next year it's all Chargers. 
So moving on, AFC South, we got the Texans, the Colts, the Jags, and the Titans, possibly the least interesting division in football. We'll start with Eric as, you know, you're, uh, you're a big Jags fan, I hear. Is that true? Huge. Uh, may or may not be in attendance for a game this year. May or may not be. So what do you think about this division? Pretty strong. Uh, this is the worst division in football, probably. At the end of the day, probably will end up that way, too. Uh, I like Matt Ryan and Indy. I think it was a good ad. I don't know how much better he is in Wentz. Probably a little bit. Um, probably leads them to a win or two more. They probably definitely would have won that Jacksonville game last year that Wentz couldn't win. Uh, and they probably would have been a playoff team. I still think Henry has some juice in him. Some. I really don't like their weapons at all, though, in Tennessee. They... They scare me, honestly, as like a not a good scary, like a bad scary. Like I'm very worried about them, very worried about them. We could be seeing Malik Willis way quicker uh, than probably we should. And then the other two teams aren't even really worth a conversation. And one of them will be sneaky and win six or seven games. Let's go Houston. We'll hop on the Damian Pierce bandwagon. Uh, Ryan Tannehill slander hour is back, folks. Yeah. It happens almost every single show somehow. Slander Hour is back, and we love it. Tommy, thoughts on this division? Uh, you know, we got some really good running backs in this division, some not-so-great receivers in this division. You know, what, what what can you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the, the call on the Colts. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Pittman because Matt Ryan seems to always pepper his, his top guys. So, you know, yeah. fantasy wise, I think Pittman's going to blow up. Um, I mean, after that though, like you said, Titans don't really have the receivers anymore. Derek Henry's turning 30 coming off a of list, Frank. I mean, he'll probably still be good, but he's, I would expect some type of a slowdown or whatever that means for Derek Henry. Um, so I like the Colts. Titans are just such a question mark, and the other two teams. I mean, the Jaguars. At least Urban Meyer's gone. That's always a plus. But <laughs> it's a bit of an ugly division. I don't really uh, have too much on this. Good yeah, shout with the is... Pittman thing. Ryan always likes that big receiver. Like he, him and Julio were dominant for the last I couple do? years. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, as I said in the beginning, this is the most boring division. Um, if we spend more than five more minutes on this division, I'll be upset. Brian, close us out with this division. Let's let's have a story time for a second. Titans management oh, comes into a room. Hey, we need to make Ryan Tannehill better. What's the proper thing to do? I know. Let's trade A.J. Brown and not draft anybody. Okay, great. Eric was right. Malik Willis will touch the field at some point. Ryan Tannehill is going to be a disaster. The Titans are not going to be good. The Colts win this division by a three or four game margin. Matt Ryan's going to be Matt Ryan's going to be good. He's going to be way better than Carson Wentz. He at least won't break both of his ankles at the same time. <laughs> That's a fact. That's absolutely fair. Which Jonathan Taylor. That? Jonathan Taylor is an yeah. absolute stud. Like the Colts. The Colts have this division without any trouble at all. The fact that Brandon Cooks has an argument for the best wide receiver in this division tells you all you need to know about this division. Is he still in Houston? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, Are you telling me that you don't think Davis Mills is going to be the best quarterback in this division? He honestly could. He has like a small chance of it. It's small, but it's there. No, Trevor it's Lawrence is better than Davis Mills. Probably, but we haven't seen much from either, really. Unless they start judging good quarterbacks by length of their neck. Yeah. Then Davis Mills has a shot. <laughs> That's Mike Glennon and Davis gonna... Mills in that Hall of Fame for longest necks. Where is Mike Glennon now? Is he still in so, the league? Prob- serving wings at B-dubs, probably. Yeah, he might. He would strike me as like a guy that goes on like the ACC network or something. Maybe. <laughs> he is on the Giants. Mike I don't Glennon. think he still is. He, he he was last year. He had that good connection with Kadarius Tony, like when Tony had his best games, aka his only healthy games. <laughs> Mike Lennon was his quarterback. Okay, so but, he it looks like he is a free. Agent. Uh, so Google let me know. at Buffalo Wild Wings. Moving over to the NFC, we've got the NFC East: Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Commanders. Tommy, starting with you. Know you're a Giants fan. Eric, we know you're a Giants fan as well. We'll come to you next. What do you think of this division? <laughs> Eric, uh, uh, Brian, you said the Giants, their playoff chances were just above the the Broncos, right? It was at like 64%. The Giants? Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, no. The Giants, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a bit ugly. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still... I still have faith in in Danny Dimes. Eleven point seven. The reports aren't really. Wow, it's eleven point six more than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I still think Danny Dimes could could uh, put it together. I mean, if he doesn't put it together, they they put such a good offense around him. They improved on the line, um, drafting Neil, signing some veterans. I don't even know who. Whatever it matters for the Giants, uh, they'll be hurt in a week anyway. But Andrew Thomas really turned it on last year. Um, I don't know. I like the Giants' offense. The team's going to suck, though. Uh, I'm hoping they're not last because Carson Wentz is in this division. But (laughs) it's going to be tight between the Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys and Eagles, I I don't know. I kind of think that's a coin flip. I don't know if anybody has a heavy favorite there between those two. Um, If I had to choose, I'd probably go the Eagles here. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts. I'd like to see him really – take that next step. I feel like they didn't trust him that much last year on the pass. So I don't, I like the Eagles and Cowboys and then the other two just don't watch them this year. <laughs> um, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I think you're spot on with what you're saying there. I, I think that it's really between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think I trust, uh, I trust Jalen Hurts, honestly, probably more than I trust Dak Prescott just because of his injury history. That's that's the biggest thing here. So that's why I would probably go Eagles over I would go Cowboys, but it really is a coin flip. Eric, feel free to slander your Giants as, as much as Tommy just did. Uh, I'll be nice on the Giants. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it simple. They have an easy schedule, so I think they're just going to magically get a couple wins. There's some Jags. There's some Lions who are wookie, but there's some Bears. They have to play the AFC South and the NFC North, this division. They all have pretty much the easiest schedule in football. 
all four teams, I think, are like top four and easiest schedules. So there's going to be some free wins here for Washington and New York, uh, but it will be pretty ugly for both this season. Giants probably won't be able to cover anybody or stop anybody in the run. It could be a combo of both. It will be ugly. Uh, Washington, the Wench train, I think we've almost went too far on him. Where it's like he's a little bit better than what we think. Like, we're at, like, Wentz is, like, the worst quarterback in the world, I feel like. That's where we're at. And I don't think he's that. Uh, and it's the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has ever had. So, at least that's a positive. You think but he's better than Alex Smith was? Yeah, barely. Hmm. Barely. I, I, I honestly think that the half a game he had – Fitz Magic for was better than Carson Wetz. Valid <laughs> <laughs> point. Chase Young's going to miss a couple games. Defense as much. But uh, I think the Eagles somehow win the division. The only reason I say this is because every NFC East winner has been different since 2002, 2003, and 2004 with the Eagles. So I'm just going to keep going with that trend. So Eagles this year win the division, even though they didn't beat one team over 500 last year. They added a lot, though, so... They did. Brian? Yeah, I think Dallas comes back to earth. I think Dallas does make the playoffs, but I think the Eagles also win the division. Um, I've actually got the commies coming in the bottom of the division for whatever reason. Um, Is this it for Daniel Jones? If he doesn't do anything this year, do they give him a second year with Dayball, or is this it? No, this is it. Okay. They they declined his It should be. It should be it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has to be spectacular. Bonus, he has to be very, very good. Yeah. Bonus trivia question: Name all the quarterbacks on the Dallas Cowboys depth chart. Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush. Nope. And Cooper Rush didn't make the team. Dak Prescott is the only quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys depth chart at the moment. Which, with his injury history, I hope that's how they go into Week One and they have to go straight to an emergency quarterback. Um. They cut everybody. Like obviously Cooper Rush, they're gonna sign him back somehow, some way when they figure it out. Um, Tyron Smith is is on the IR, um, so they're already off to a, a rough start um, on their offensive line. Zach Martin is their only right guard on their line. They made some really weird. Their salary cap situation is a friggin' disaster in Dallas. Um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of things that just get in the way that they come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, I think Philly wins the division. Um, I think both make the playoffs. And then, yeah, I think the Commanders and the Giants are uh, are well below 500 each. Fair enough. So moving on to the NFC North, we've got Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out Lizzo, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, let's start with Brian here. Uh, Vikings and it. Uh, kind of surprises me to say that. I think Aaron Rodgers does not win MVP <laughs> um, for the first time in three years. Uh, I, I think the Vikings, I just think Justin Jefferson is just getting more and more comfortable um, playing with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I think Green Bay, they just he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Again, another two-team division. Um, as much as Hard Mox wants me to believe in the Lions, I do not. Um, I think the Bears are going to be the worst team in football. I think the Bears are not good. And I think the, I think the wheels are going to come off really bad after about week four. I think Justin took, Fields isn't very good. You took a question I was going to ask right out of my mouth at the end. Who's going to be the worst team? Who's getting the first overall pick? So Brian thinks it's the Bears. 
So I just think when things go bad in Chicago, things go really bad in Chicago. I don't think their talent is the worst in the league, but I think when things go wrong in Chicago, things go really wrong. I think the Vikings win the division with the Packers making the playoffs. Okay. Tommy, what are your thoughts on this division? Do you agree Bears are the worst in the league and Packers don't win? Uh, I don't know. The Lions are pretty bad. <laughs> I think a lot of people are getting hyped up on them from from hard knocks and Jamal Williams' you know, speeches out there, but I think the Lions are the worst. Um, the Bears, Justin Fields could, you know, we'll see what he has this year. Um, I don't know. I think the Lions are the worst. Bears aren't too far away from them. Um, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with something to prove uh, without Devontae. I think, I think Lazard's going to be his guy and, and blow up this year. Um, Vikings are always just kind of mediocre. Not the most exciting division. Don't, don't, the Packers are relying on a couple rookie receivers, right? Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. Aren't they both rookies? Yeah. They're, they're there, but, I mean, Rodgers never uses his rookie receivers. Uh, so, I think Lazard's going to be his guy. I mean, even even in, in the preseason, he had to – he had to scold the rookie receivers and then he just sent Lazard and Cobb to go deal with them. Um, I forgot Cobb was back there. Yeah. He's just there. (laughs) Sammy, um, Sammy Watkins is there too. Yeah. That's a trio. It's Watkins, Cobb and Lazard. That's their trio with Dobbs as like the, see what happens. Earn your playing time. But wow. Yeah. I, uh, I don't see that receiving core being really anything spectacular i don't know so tommy I, I don't remember what you said already packers or vikings winning this division the packers okay all right fair enough eric yeah i like the uh bears as the worst team in the league uh i think that's i don't want to say it's a lock but that that's looking pretty good. I think it's between them, and we'll get to them soon. But Seattle, I think, looking at hold. that, the Lions, I think, would be sneaky good if they had Jamison Williams. Like if he was healthy, ready to go, I feel like you can you can convince me on hey maybe the Lions win eight or nine games. The offensive line's good, but with him out for a little bit, they just don't have the weapons. It's just really Swift and St. Brown. Um, I, the Vikings hype is too high for me. It's just too high. I think we've gotten to a crazy point with them. I do like the O'Connell thing coming over from L.A. I can, Kirk Cousins has shown some signs where it's like, man, maybe he's improving a little bit. They still have Dalvin and they have a great handcuff, obviously, back up in Madison. Uh, but I'll still take the Packers. I think they just win 10 games and they'll just win this division. Uh, they'll win on defense, game managing, a couple weird snow games in Lambeau, and they'll just find their way through. I think that you can scheme a lot of stuff um, for your wide receivers nowadays. I think it's a little easy to kind of scheme good wide receivers a little bit. Um, So I think they'll find a way to get those guys open somehow, even though they probably don't have the greatest skills 1v1. Okay. That's that's an assessment. That's a classic Eric assessment, doing every single analysis he can on every position, every player. Love that. You're welcome. We know what to expect Eric to bring to the show. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I don't want to go 
with either of these teams to win the division. Um, but I think ultimately the talent at wide receiver is more there's a bigger gap between the talent at wide receiver than there is a talent at quarterback position between the the Packers and the Vikings. So I'm going Vikings uh, to win the division. I also think that the running back cooks better than Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. So another bonus trivia question. Who was the player drafted before Justin Jefferson? It's Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. And he's also now in Minnesota some like for like a fourth round pick or something but like Jalen Rager would be the best wide receiver in Green Bay and he's fourth on the depth chart for Minnesota an embarrassment of riches Jefferson Thielen KJ Osborne and then Jalen Rager and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield I just feel like the offensive talent is just much better than what they have obviously the quarterback position removing that Fair enough. So moving on to NFC West, we've got the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, along with Kyler Murray, the the Seattle Seahawks rebuilding team, and the San Francisco 49ers. Eric, we'll start here with you on this one. Give us your thoughts. Uh, Rams are still good. As long as they have Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford, they'll be fine in Cooper Cup. And Sean so McVay. three of them. And Sean McVay, right. Yes. As long as they have that little core together, and even Jalen Ramsey, we'll throw him in there too. We'll just as long as the core is still there, they're good. As long as the injury bug doesn't hit, they'll be fine. I like the 49ers. I just think they're just a really solid team that just has a lot of talent. And I'll take talent any day of the week, even though they have a tendency to get uh, hurt quite a bit. I don't trust Kyler at all. He has to prove it to me that he can make it through 17 games. So I'm out on them. And then, like I said before, I think Seattle's going to be the second worst team in this league. That's such a bold take. As a team that had Russell Wilson on it, you wouldn't necessarily expect to be a bad team. They immediately trade him, and they have a lot of these good receivers, but they don't have any running backs that have me confident. They don't have a quarterback that has me confident. We don't really have a tight end that has me confident. You're so not confident I, in Geno Smith or Drew Locke? Why not? Zero percent. Specifically Drew Locke. I, I would rather them go with Geno Smith as the number one. They Drew did. Locke they did. did. So I, did. can I go conspiracy theory on this? They sure. went Geno Smith because he actually didn't win the job and they want to lose more games. That's my conspiracy theory. Geno Smith, a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2022. No, thank you. No. I think Locke would have magically – he would have been terrible in some games, but then he would have had that one really good game where you're like, wow. And well, he then he would have upset somebody. Well, they send it to overtime and then either tie or lose it on the last play of overtime. Let me be clear. I do not like Russell Wilson, but I will take him over Drew Locke any day of the freaking <laughs> week, man. Absolutely fair enough. Don't forget they let go of Bobby Wagner too, who's now a Ram. Also true. I love Bobby Wagner. I met him, and he was the coolest guy ever. I was just going to tee you up for that one, so good thing you teed yourself up. Um, Tommy, give us your thoughts on this division. Um, Rams going back-to-back. Seahawks, number one overall draft pick. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything further on the Seahawks. They're awful. 
Um, Seahawks are awful. The other three teams are all good, but Call of Duty's coming out this year, and you saw the reports. Kyler Murray does not play <laughs> nearly as good once Call of Duty's out. Um, October twenty something. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that's why they had added that thing into his contract about what what was it? Studying like four hours of tape mm-hmm. tape a week until they took it out. But uh, I I love the Forty ers offense. I love a Shanahan offense. But you can't go against the Rams. Uh, Rams are so freaking good with Sean McVay. Rams and Niners both going to be one of the better teams in this conference, I think. But Cardinals will be good till Call of Duty, obviously. And then Seahawks awful. So you are confident in Trey Lance as the new number one in San Fran? I'm confident in the 49ers. I mean, Jimmy G wasn't even all that great the last couple of years. What really did he do? Uh, He's just there. Um, I think you can just plop anybody in there. They just have to be decent. And worst case scenario, Trey Lance sucks. You put Jimmy G back in. We already saw they're fine with him in there with Debo Samuel. Just that offense in general. That You could take anybody and put them at running back. And they will – I just think anybody – could could succeed in that system um, at running back, I should say. But I like that offense a lot. I, I think they're going to be really good. Fair enough. I I also agree that you know Shanahan's teams are always pretty decent teams. So I think uh, I think you're on to something there, Brian. Closing thoughts on this division. You agree that it's going to be Rams number one, Niners two. I I do not. I think the Niners are going to win the division. Um, Sean McVay owns everybody in the NFC except for Kyle Shanahan. I think if you can scheme for Jimmy Garoppolo, imagine what you can do with Trey Lance and somebody that can actually run around back there. I think the Niners are going to be really good. I think the Rams are going to have some injury concerns, but I think the Rams are ultimately going to be fine. Reminder that Jalen Ramsey got absolutely torched by T. Higgins on that fourth and one play in the Super Bowl, and if Joe Burrow hadn't gotten sacked by Aaron Donald, it was going to be a tie game. Um... (laughs) I, Aaron Donald's an absolute monster. I don't think the Cardinals are even going to be able to start out hot quite the same way. Um, it's going to be weird, but the Cardinals are actually going to miss Christian Kirk um, for whatever reason. DeAndre Hopkins also is missing the first six games of the season. I think the Cardinals have a real hard time getting hot, and then Call of Duty's going to get released, as, uh, as Tommy talked about. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, both absolute geniuses. I feel like they're just going to trade off the division for the next couple of years. This time it's the Niners' turn. All right. But both make the playoffs. I I think Rams will end up winning the division. I do not think they repeat as Super Bowl champions, though. Um, I, I like the, the Niners. I, I really do. Debo Samuel being back there really makes me like them more than if they would have ever, if they would have moved him, like they were discussing earlier in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, I think Seahawks are going to be bad. Cardinals, I think they'll be competitive till the end um, because they'll have to be. Otherwise, I think uh, Cliff Kingsbury's job could be on the line. I think Cliff gets fired. I think this is Cliff's last year. I didn't. I was going to say that and I forgot. I tend to agree with that. So, yeah. So, moving on to the last division in football, the NFC South, we go with the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, and the Carolina Panthers, and uh, that guy Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons. Jeez. Brian, starting with you, 
Uh, did Jim's Atlanta Falcons make the playoffs? Just kidding. We know the answer is no. What's your thoughts on this division? I want Baker to be really good. Baker's not going to be really good, but I want him to be really good. He looks good in the black jersey. Just never wear the blue ones. Um, did you see Peter King pick the Saints to be the one seed in the NFC? Can you imagine picking Jameis Winston to be the one seed in the NFC? No, no, thank you. I feel like by process of elimination, I don't trust Jameis Winston. I don't trust that salary cap issue in the Saints' entire thing, why Sean Payton left. Like, nothing seems to be adding up. I don't think the Saints are going to be near as good as they're saying. Um, there has to be one team in the NFC that only has one playoff team, and I think the Bucks get in, but I don't think the Bucks ever look super impressive, though I feel like Julio could have a bit of a resurgence with Tom Brady throwing him the ball. Absolutely. That, that's, that's my big thought with this division is Julio. Just just Julio, that's all I'm going to say. I think the Bucks win the division, but I don't think it's impressive. I think it's 10-7 and seven wins this division, and I, I, I don't see Tommy doing quite Tommy-level things. Fair I've enough. Said, said that before, and he won like six Super Bowls after that. So. <laughs> um, so is this the second-worst division in football? Both of the Souths. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy... Thoughts on uh, this division? Does uh, your boy Tommy Brady win the division, or do you think Baker Mayfield I, could do it? I think the Bucks are the only team above five hundred in this division. Um, so with that, yeah, I think they're they'll win the division. I would love to see Baker be great. Um, that would just be. I think the Browns. It, it was good to get a fresh start for him, but I, I do think. He still has that potential. I, I like him a lot. I, I hope he does great there. But uh, Falcons are awful, especially without Ridley. Um, Saints, I, I don't even know what to say with Jameis Winston's your quarterback. I mean, he's shown flashes, but then he'll also come out and throw five interceptions in a game. Bucks are great. Not much to say on the other teams, but go Baker Mayfield. He's the only 30-30 quarterback to ever exist because he threw a pick six in week 17 in overtime. Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Team Baker, Tommy. Nice work. And even on the Bucks too. Yeah, let's go. But even on the Bucks too, I mean, Tom Brady, you saw he, he disappeared from the preseason. We don't really know why. And then it comes out that I think, not to get into it, but I think Giselle like left home or something. And now that's a thing. Let's see if he even makes it through the year. I, I don't know. I hope he was I mean, on he's the He's not a quitter, but so at the bad. same time. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to expect from that team. Like, I don't know if he's going to – my point is I, I agree with you that I think they're going to win the division. They're going to be the best team here, but I don't know how great they're going to look doing it. And I don't know if Brady's going to be there by the end of the season either. The quote was, I'm 45. I got a lot of bleep going on. <laughs> yeah, so freaking retire, man. Like you tried to do, and then signed a deal with Fox for whenever you do retire for every amount of money that Fox has. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, um, I hate him, but I respect him. Absolutely. Uh, Eric, give us your closing thoughts on the NFC South. Yeah, it's the Fox money just sitting there for Brady. So I feel like he's just kind of he can. This is just almost like extra time. Like, this is just fun for him. Yeah, I'll just sling the football around for 17 weeks, see what happens, and we'll just go from there. 
Uh, I don't like his disappearing act. I know for a fact, you know, they won't ever admit this ever, but Bruce Arians was 100% fired because Tom Brady didn't want him there anymore. Yep. There's no doubt about that one. Uh, they never really, it seems like, got along. I still think they'll be fine as long as Brady plays the whole year. They're 10-7. and seven. I do think Julio's washed, but they'll get him all of his bonuses, though, somehow. They'll just This is just what Tom does. They'll find a way to get him a bunch of yards. Uh, uh, can I ask a question of the group, Ryan? Go ahead. Sure. Super Bowl 50, what are we at, 57, is on Fox. Does Tom Brady call that game? I mean, I don't know if he will call it like play by play. Is he on the color, is he on the broadcast? But I think he will yeah. be on the halftime broadcast, on, assuming the yeah. Bucks are not in it on which the they won't on be. the set or whatever. Does he yeah. is he already exercising his Fox option? That's I I'm there too. Yeah, I think so. Tommy, you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. All right, so I have two. We have we have to make a couple predictions here. We have to predict. Two Super Bowl teams, your Super Bowl winner, and one wild card question. Of these three quarterbacks, who has the best career? Three rookie quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. We will start with Eric. Give us your Super Bowl prediction. Teams, winner, which quarterback has the best career of those three? Hmm. I'll start with the quarterbacks. I'll go backwards. Uh, I think the one who has the best career is Malik because I think they're going to set him up pretty well. We'll get the end of Henry's career. He should have Mike Vabril. Hopefully they get a weapon or two in there, and I always like a quarterback that can run. I feel like if he just sits a year or two, I think the athleticism's there. Everything's there. Uh, my what, what, wild card and Super Bowl prediction? No, no, not wild card, but the, the wild card question was about the quarterbacks. So just oh, okay, got it, got who's it, got in the it. Super Bowl final and who wins. Yeah, so give me uh, – I'll just hop on the Buffalo wagon. I'd like to see them finally win one, uh, pun intended, there with the wagon. Uh, they will play – I don't really love anybody in the NFC. Uh, now that I think about it even more. So give me – give me – Jeez, I don't like anybody. Uh, give me the uh, give me the Rams. They'll they'll somehow make it back. I have no idea how, and they'll have a rematch of their so, Week One matchup. Bills Rams. I was say, the first game of the season you think will also be the last game of the season. Yes. No one circles okay. the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Tommy, give us your Super Bowl teams winner, and which of those three quarterbacks will be the best in their career. Uh, between the three quarterbacks, I don't know. I, I don't really know if any of those three are really going to have that great of a career. But okay. I'll go with Willis. Um, he's the one that I think is the most interesting, uh, just from very little bit that I've seen of them. But that's all I know. Um, with, with the teams, I again, I, I love the Bengals. I just love that offense. I love that team. Love Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be Joe Burrow versus Aaron Rodgers. And I think Joe Burrow does it this year. Okay. So you said you, you say versus Aaron Rodgers. So the, the Packers, despite their wide receiver woes, will still make it? Yeah, we got Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP. 
Devontae's gone, but I I don't know. I mean, Rodgers will he makes his receivers. It, you're, yeah, you're. I can't say that. I mean, he he didn't make Devonte Adams, but it's. I, I think he's going to be fine. I, I think that offense is going to be fine. I think he's going to the Super Bowl. Hey, you you make your picks, and when you're right, we'll have to play back the tape, and we'll have to uh, eat our words. So, let's go, Brian. Give us yours. Uh. I don't think Arthur Smith or Mike Vrabel. This is I'm I'm saying Kenny Pickett because I just that's a vote of confidence in Mike Tomlin versus Arthur Smith or Mike Vrabel. Um, I think the structure of the Pittsburgh system around, especially that hometown kid, the fans already love him. I think Pickett's going to have the best career of the three. Um, I think it's the only one that goes beyond five years. I like Desmond Ritter a lot. I just think that Atlanta system is just not a good fit for him. Um, I have Bills over the Chargers, and I have Niners over the – let's go crazy. Let's go Vikings. Nah, Eagles. Niners over the Eagles, and I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl over the San Francisco 49ers. Bills winning the Super Bowl over the Niners. Okay, I can uh, I can get on board with that. Um, for me, as much as I would like to say Kenny Pickett, you know, being a quote unquote Steelers fan, I think Malik Willis is the most athletic quarterback taken in this draft. Uh, I was able to draft him in my dynasty league, um, so I have him for the long term. Why? Because it's only rookie draft. Okay, it's it, it's a re- the the recurring year, so it's just for rookies. Okay. Uh, um, so I think Willis is the most, most athletic. That doesn't necessarily mean the best career, but I'm going to go with it. Um, Ooh, okay. I'm going to take, I don't know. I'm going to, I guess I'll go bills bills here in the AFC and, uh, I want to pick the Vikings because of their receiver depth, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins enough to do that. So I'll go with you, Bills Niners, and I think the Bills win. Be original. All right, fine. Then I'm going to take uh, – <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm man. Te- Texans and uh, Saints. There you go. Jameis <laughs> Winston wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're going here. So that is our NFL season preview. We will see how wrong our picks are in about four weeks when somebody inevitably ends up on season-ending IR and somebody gets fired and somebody, you know, I don't, I don't know what else, spills milk on the floor and cries about it. So our last segment, as we close every episode with, is Bruce Banner's bandwagon. I know, it's crazy. Either it's all a joke or none of it is. Best of both worlds. Oh, God. Listen to your mom. So, as always, we will be giving one bandwagon we are jumping on, one we are jumping off. Eric looks deep in thought. We're going to start with him. Oh, very deep in thought. So, I I was going to hop on the Panthers bandwagon. I watch way too much of their football, and I know their defense is good. And Christian McCaffrey, the first three years, was healthy. And then the last two, he never missed a practice in the last two. But you know what? 
I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna hop on with Peter King. The Saints are nine and two with Jameis Winston. They're nine and two when he starts. So give me them. I'll hop on the Saints bandwagon. I'm a believer. You're trusting uh, Jameis Winston. LASIK, yeah, LASIK surgery. Post LASIK surgery, Jameis. Winston. One of those teams is going to the playoffs. Panthers, Saints. I have no idea which one. I just one of those teams has to make it. Um, and then bandwagon. I'm hopping off. Um. I, I kind of had this slim hope that it was going to happen, but uh, I, I was definitely on it way earlier in the year. The AL East getting all four four teams in the postseason. That would have been really cool to see, but uh, I don't think it happens this year. The Orioles are close. They're fighting, but uh, it's not going to happen for them this year. Are the Red Sox going to screw it up of everybody being over 500? Uh, they're looks three, like They're it. three under right now. Yeah, I don't see them coming back from that. I was absolutely shocked today. I was looking at the money lines for Orioles, Blue Jays, and it was even. They were both at minus 110, and I was like... In Baltimore. Oh. It was in Baltimore, though, right? Yeah, I That's think so. so. So I was like, the Orioles must actually be pretty decent at baseball. Like I, I follow it casually, but I didn't realize how decent they were this year. Uh, I think I saw the other day, and that was like a week or two ago. I'm saying something off the top of my head, but I think they have a 600... Uh, percentage winning percentage with Adley Rushman since he came up, so they've been really good to be honest for like a month or two now, two and a half, two and a half months I think since Rushman came up. But yeah, they're they're really solid, really bright future. Love that, uh, Tommy. Give us your bandwagons. One you jumping on, one you jumping off. Uh, I'm jumping on Aaron Judge beating Maris's record. Didn't really, didn't didn't have a side in that, uh, but I mean he's just too hot. Um, obviously he's not going to have the all-time single-season record because that's held by the greatest player of all time, Barry Bonds. But I think he's beaten Maris. I I saw, I think it was Fanduel had that at like one twenty. So threw something down on that. So jumping on Aaron Judge, he's going to be a giant next year anyway. Um, <laughs> So we'll come back to Tommy for the one he's jumping off. Uh, but Brian, in the meantime, you want to go with yours? I am jumping on AFC Wrexham. Watch Welcome to Wrexham on FX on Hulu. It's a super fun uh, television show about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney and the fifth division soccer club that they bought in Wales. Super fun. Um, they won 5 0 the other day against Dorking. Yes, Dorking is a team in the National League over in the English Football League. Um, I'm all in on Wrexham AFC in 25 years. It's going to be super fun when they're in like the, in the championship or even in the Premier League. It'll be cool. Um, I am out. I am off on Leicester City. They are an absolute disaster. They have started the yeah, Premier League season with a single point. They have a negative eight goal differential. They just lost to Brighton, Hove, and Albion 5-2 on Sunday. Oh Leicester gosh. is in a lot, a lot of trouble. Everton's in a lot of trouble too, but as long as Leicester yeah. City is floundering in the which they are, West Ham's off to a really bad start too, but Leicester City with one point. Even Nottingham Forest has four points. So I'm out on Leicester. It feels like the magic has officially wore off. Yeah, I'm out on Leicester as well. I think that they their time being a top team in the Premier League is over. So you were breaking up as you were saying which bandwagon you're jumping off. So if you want to just 
startup back with that. Sure, that works because I'm making a last minute audible here anyway. Um, I was going to say CM Punk, but I'm just going to keep him on a watch list. And <laughs> I'm going to say I, I am kind of jumping off, uh, not all together, but uh, let's say I'm jumping off Doctor Strange because that last movie was absolutely horrible. My man, Tommy, Tommy gets to come back every time that, he wants to come back. Go, Tommy, go. <laughs> Brian, let's go. Ryan was keeping this from me. That movie sucks. It's the worst MCU so, film. So bad. So, so bad. just just to clarify, that movie this, blows. Tommy coming awful. on this podcast has been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for a while, and he told me as soon as Doctor Strange came out, and he told me he hated it. The first time he comes on the podcast, even if it's a year from then, he's gonna say that Doctor Strange sucks. Yeah. So, he's been planning this for a minute. Let's I'm go. Not- he almost forgot. That's way better than CM Punk. Go, Tommy. Yeah, right. I really did almost forget. And then I was like, I can't, I can't save Ryan here. I have to have to bring it up. It's fine. As much it's as I fine. hate remembering it. <laughs> it sucks so bad. Ryan admitted. I, I'm it's so, so I'm awful. so happy that Eric is here and not Anthony. Otherwise I would feel ganged up on and I'd probably just curl into a ball like an armadillo. Because uh, our other co-host Anthony hates that movie as well. So. You're yeah. welcome. It's so That's why you bring back. I'm glad they're saying, though, they might have a new Mr. Fantastic instead of John Krasinski. So at least I can kind of forget about it. I can be like, all right, it's even though that's something small from the movie, I can just be like, well, I don't have to remember Doctor Strange, too. We can we can move on completely. If rumors are to be trusted, we will find out on Saturday who that is. Uh, we should get a lot of casting announcements at D23 this week. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Big exciting. I'm so hyped for that. Um, so my bandwagon I'm jumping on is going to be um, what was all out this weekend. Tommy and I and a bunch of our other friends watched it, the pay-per-view this weekend for AEW. What an event. What a spectacle. So I think it was something like 16, 17 matches from 7 p.m. to midnight with a great reveal at the end. MJF, my boy, is back in AEW, um, and I likely will get to see Long him. Island represent. Yes, and I will likely get to see him in a couple weeks when we go to Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium when the U.S. Open is over. I'm so hyped about that. Um, bandwagon I'm jumping off is one that I have previously jumped off and then had to retcon and fix it because I jumped back on it because I realized I was wrong. This time, I know I am right. The New York Comic Con Funkos absolutely blow. There is a single good Funko Pop and it is the Ted Lasso Coach Beard Funko Pop. Yeah, but Everything that one else, is really good. That that's one's fantastic. really good. Everything else is hot garbage. I will not be retro, uh, retracting this statement. Miss me with them. That is the bandwagon I'm jumping off. Yeah, but I need that Coach Beard one like super bad. Yeah, it'll be at Target, so we won't even have to pay for shipping because you could just go pick it up at your local Target. All right, so that is our bandwagons. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. We're going to give everyone a chance to plug anything they want to plug. Tommy, anything you need to to plug? Uh, I would like to plug that Ryan is a great guy but has not – not so great taste in movies 
Uh, his reviews are usually pretty bad. A lot of them he doesn't watch. But other other than that, Ryan is a great guy. So that's my plug. I am on the bandwagon of Tommy. This guy can come back whenever he wants. <laughs> You're both ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but you must be doing something right because I keep coming back to hang out with you. So, Eric, <laughs> anything to plug? Um, I'll double down sentiment. Ryan's a good guy. Sure. I was going to hop off his bandwagon. That was actually a consideration, but I, I decided <laughs> not to. But uh, I'll plug, you know, I, I saw Hustle with Adam Sandler, that movie this weekend. Really, really good. You, everyone should check it out. Tons of NBA guys in there. Fun sports movie. Uh, not fun, though. La La Land, I didn't think was that good. I saw that this, this week, too. So. Uh, but definitely check out Hustle if you haven't already. So, Eric, would you like that to made my day? Movie? That is an awful movie. I like I've never seen it. Shocking. I I I I didn't get the hype to be honest. I didn't see it. Two I hours of Emma Stone. There's, there's worse ways to spend your time. Oh, hundred percent. I that was the one that got like almost shafted at the awards that it, one year it did get shafted oh it did get shafted it okay. was announced as the winner and then moon Knight, moonlight actually won moon <laughs> moonlight yeah, yeah um so brian i think we have the title for this episode it's going to be is ryan a good guy or is ryan a bad guy um <laughs> thanks satan brian anything you would like to plug uh nerd life network we started a new show one pods ruled them spoiler all. no talking about uh lord of the rings the rings of power um it was very enjoyable watch it on amazon prime uh, ryan watched lord of the rings first um yep. and then uh andor comes out three episode premiere on the 21st of september bobby's freaking podcast will have that covered earth's mightiest weirdos will be back monday night talking she hulk three and four and all the disney plus or excuse me d23 announcements that come out this weekend, whatever those may be, Moon Knight Season 2. Um, Ryan needs to watch Lord of the Rings. I already said that. And uh, Halloween Horror Nights, two weeks. You, me, Anthony, and everybody else that shows up. Can't wait. Very, very excited. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be lit. That's going to be a really fun week. Wednesday, we'll have AEW Grand Slam. Thursday, go out to Florida for a couple days, hang out with the boys. And the ladies, it'll be a, a good time. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Uh, D23, that's this, this, that's my jam. For those of you who don't know, being a fake journalist where I just take the actual journalist stuff and reshare it to my friends so they get the information first is one of my favorite pastimes. Um, I, Eric can attest to that. I did that in college. Brian can attest to that. I do that on the Discord. I'm pretty sure Tommy can whenever we're hanging out. I'm usually the first one to break the news. Um, so I just, I love that stuff. D23 is going to be unbelievable. Can't wait. And uh, football season's here, but preseason hockey is only three weeks away. That's all I'm going to say. Who's the defending um, champion? I forgot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just reminder, follow us on social media. On Instagram, Agents of Field Podcast. On Twitter, at Podcast AOF. Nerd Life Network, subscribe on YouTube. If you are enjoying the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. And until next time, we will see you 
in the end zone. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes They're coming the blue from the coat. left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink coming up.